than his state senator, Tom George, just what the doctor ordered for the great state of Michigan? Can he radically change the way Michigan is viewed by businesses and citizens across this country? Well, we're going to have an opportunity this morning and a chance to talk to the senator himself. Born in Flint, Michigan, Senator Tom George graduated from the University of Michigan Medical School, Go Blue, and practiced as an anesthesiologist before going into politics. He has served in both the Michigan House of Representatives and State Senate for many years and has been very active in not just healthcare fields as sponsors for acts such as Kevin's Law, which is important, facilitating the treatment of the mentally ill, but also in Michigan's education programs and is now, of course, as we all know, Republican candidate or running for Republican candidate for governor. Senator, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. You know, Senator, one of the issues that I want to talk to you about this morning is, of course, health care in this state and, quite frankly, in the country for that matter. Now, I know you're a physician and, quite frankly, in the specialty of anesthesiology, where there are so many costs related to health care in hospitals, but, but it also has a big effect on liability insurance for doctors to pay, even to practice in the state. And one of the questions that I know our listeners and I have for you is how do we bring down the cost of health care but still encourage doctors to want to go into medicine? Well, this is a critical question because if you step back and look at the big picture, if you look at our state budget, you will find that our single biggest expense has become health care. The state of Michigan is spending more on health care now than on education. And though providing health care services is important, it fails to make us more competitive. So the state is following the same course as GM and Chrysler. You remember they were spending more on health care than on steel. Then they went bankrupt. So it is critical that we constrain this explosion of cost so that we can use those resources to do the things government should be doing, fixing the roads, helping our businesses, um, keeping our streets safe. But those resources have been diverted to health care spending. So this is a critical question. And, and how do you constrain the cost? Well, you use it less. And how do you use it less? You have a healthier population. See, here's the problem. We've been sucked into thinking that the key to being healthy is having a health care card that covers everything and buying medical treatments. But in fact, the key is our own behavior. The, the utilization of health care services links to the behavior of the population. How much do we exercise? How much do we smoke? Do we take our blood pressure medicine? And it turns out in Michigan, we have bad health behaviors. So as long as the typical Michigander is obese, smokes two packs a day, and is disabled at age you know, 55, we're not going to be competitive, and building new hospitals doesn't fix that. How do you uh, feel with President Obama's plan? Do you think that's going to uh, be helpful here with terms of people becoming healthy, or is it going to be too much of a government program onerous for uh, our states to comply with? Well, it has a, a huge encumbrance on the states. Part of the federal proposal is to say, our plan for covering the uninsured is to make the states cover more of the uninsured. And for Michigan, that is an unfunded mandate that is going to require us to add another 400,000 people to Medicaid. Medicaid is our state program for the poor and the disabled. And we cover now 1.8 million Michiganders, one in, almost one in every six. 
Michigander is on Medicaid and the state's, you know, paying for that health care. And, and the federal plan would make us add another 400000 and we're broke. So it's a problem in that we can't afford it. So before expanding it to cover new people, what we really need to do is fix it. And, and when I'm talking about fixing it, I'm saying adding the missing element. The missing element is we've forgotten behavior, the behavior of the recipient. We give people a credit card for their care, but we don't ask them to do anything, and that's why it doesn't work. One of the uh, one of the issues that we were just talking about, I don't know if you heard the conversation we had with L. Brooks Patterson, and we're talking about some of the problems we have with the different counties getting along, obviously, but the but the um, the racial issues here, and we're talking about the tragedy, obviously, that happened with that young little seven-year-old girl killed in Detroit. And Reverend uh, L. Sharpton was giving a eulogy and talking about trying to repair the racial relations between our police and, quite frankly, and the citizenry. And Detroit has such a bad rap around the country. And we're so, you know, I'm, I'm a defense attorney. I've been working in this in this state for 20 years, and I can never get over what a bad rap, not just Detroit, but it reflects on how our racial tensions are uh, in this state. What what can you do? Now, let's say that you're going to be the governor. What can you do to help with those racial tensions in our inner cities? Well, you're you're right. Michigan has an image problem. And I think um, to the outside world, when they think of Michigan, they think of the Time Magazine article from last October that shows a dilapidated city. I hate that article. It was terrible. <laughs> yep. Or they think of the NBC Dateline program. So you're you're right. A, a broken Detroit has become the image of Michigan. And it's not an accurate image. And part of fixing Michigan is giving it a facelift so it has a better appearance to the outside world so people think of us as as a resurgent state, which we can be. And fixing that image, I believe, in part links to using all of that vacant space in our cities. I'm originally from from Flint, so I'm from a core city. I'm a a rare Republican that represents a core city of the city of Kalamazoo. Talk about the problems that uh, Flint's had in the last 30 years. Well, and all of our core cities are plagued right now by an abundance of of tax-reverted space, properties where people have left, and the local governments own them. In Detroit, uh, as you probably know, it's about 40 square miles of vacant space, and this makes it look bad. So what's the quickest use for that? It's not putting in new factories and new condos. It's growing things. And even if the soil is, you know, uh, toxic or polluted, there are, there are ways we can greenify our cities. You can have a Christmas tree farm on polluted soil. You can turn it into green space. We can facilitate urban farming. So my answer, you know, to your question is giving Michigan a new image involves giving our local officials the tools to revitalize or put those vacant properties to new use, which gives our cities a new look, a new attractive look that, that, that would give Michigan a new image to the outside world. Well, that's something we definitely need. We're talking with State Senator Tom George from Kalamazoo this morning uh, here on CBS Radio WXYT in Detroit. I want to turn, uh, Senator, to education for a second. Now, I, quite frankly, have two kids in uh, school. One went to public and one's at uh, in private and one's at Michigan State. And, you know, one of the things that we see, of course, in the 
lack of funds here in the state is how do we educate? And this is something that Al Brookson was talking about this morning, too. How do we educate our kids with such a lack of funding for our public schools? How do we provide technologies in the schools with small classrooms, which we know that is the number one reason why these kids learn well, because the classrooms are small enough to be able to handle their questions. How do we still keep our education good in Michigan with such a lack of funding? Yep, there there are two things we need to do, and and you're right. If we look at the big picture again, um, we we are funding education less than the, than we were a few years ago. We've cut our universities about fifteen percent in the last eight years, and our public schools were cut two point three percent in the current year. And where did those dollars go? They've been shifted to pay for health care spending. So again. Fixing the state health programs, and we have two. One is Medicaid, which we discussed earlier. The other is is health programs for public employees. Fixing those to find savings there frees up resources that should go to education. So that's number one. The second thing is we need to, because Michigan is struggling so much, um, you know, we've lost we've lost a million jobs nearly. And, and that was the source of our income. Those were people that were working, paying taxes. Those businesses were paying taxes. We've lost that, and it's not immediately coming back. So we don't have the resources we used to have. So shifting resources from health care back to education is one piece. The second, though, is restructuring. We have to ask whether Michigan needs and can still afford 551 school districts, 50 intermediate school districts, we have a plethora of, of layers of government in Michigan, and many of them were put in place when we were a territory to facilitate settlement. It was felt to be um, a convenience to settlers to have uh, townships and other local governments. And now it's time, I think, to ask again whether some of those structures should be changed, whether we really need that duplicity. So it's structural reforms such as those and it's shifting dollars from health care back to education where we'd rather have it. Well, there's no question that we never want to duplicate not only government services, but also the history. And I know you're a history buff, the history of the type of um, systems and government control here in the state. And hopefully have a little less government and more uh, personal rights in the state. I want to thank my guest, Senator Tom George, for spending time with us today and answering, quite frankly, some uh, serious questions. And uh, I know that you did it in a candid way, so I appreciate that. Here in uh, Weinberg on the Law, we'll fight to death for your right to be able to say it. We don't always agree what the candidates say, but we'll always fight for your right to say it. So thank you for joining us, and hopefully you'll join us again this summer sometime. Thanks so much for having me. It'd be my pleasure to be back. Have you or a loved one been arrested or charged with a crime? Do you want to stay out of jail and try to keep your record clean? Then you need the attorneys from Weinberg Law at 1-800-7100-LAW. And if you call right now, they can qualify you for a payment plan designed just for you. That's right, an affordable top criminal law firm. Call 1-800-7100-LAW. Stay out of jail, keep your record clean, and qualify for payment plans. Call now, 1-800-710-0529. That's 1-800-7100-LAW.